Do you really want your company to stand out in the crowded digital space? Do you want to get more people to know, like, and trust you with your story? Authentic Web Video Marketing Agency can help you to collect those stories, the stories that sell, connect the stories to the situation, produce the videos that you need in each of the situations, and then use the latest techniques, including video ads, retargeting, and email to deliver those video stories. Authentic Web is the video production and marketing agency trusted by top marketers to help their story stand out in a crowded space. Visit AuthenticWeb.media to learn more. In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. Is this thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge. It's the red button, right? And use his friends. Please be on the show. To change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. Welcome to another Garlic Marketing Show. I'm Garlic here, and today's guest is an expert in sales, marketing, and transformation. Joining us from the frigid tundra of Minnesota, Melissa Kravacek. I hope I got that right. Close. Totally did, actually. All right. Uh, Melissa, thanks for joining. Of course. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So, Melissa, you know, you've, you've written six books. Um, bestseller books, you coached millionaires. Um, how, where did this all start and how did you get started doing this? And, and tell me a little bit about your background in sales and marketing. Oh, yes. It started from my parents' living room <laughs> seven years ago. So let me give you some brief background. In 2004, I took a job with Walmart. I was 16 years old at the time. I'm 29 now. I just turned 29 like three days ago. Happy birthday. So, um, I ended up wanting to quit that job because, you know, all I, all I wanted the job really was for money. Every 16 year old needs money to escape their parents. Right. Um, and so I ended up having like a really amazing mentor and his name is Rick Derlinger. And he allowed me to sort of rise up the ranks with him at Walmart as a result of this. I ended up staying with the company for four years and became a store manager. After that, I became a district manager for Family Dollar, running 24 of their locations. So when I was little, um, I decided to mow lawn. I gave that sort of business, if you want to call it a business, to my brother. I did daycare. I gave that business, if you want to call it a business, to my sister. And then I got into retail for uh, eight years almost. And then I wanted to become an entrepreneur. And I really have always wanted to become an entrepreneur because of the freedom, the flexibility, the amount of money, and uh, the desire to just do my own thing. Uh, what I didn't know is I was jumping from retail to coaching, which is two completely different worlds. So if you don't know anything about what you're getting into, you probably shouldn't get into it. <laughs> so... I ended up um, $50,000 in debt, five maxed up credit cards, jail for six days for speeding, um, car repossessed, and I was homeless for 36 days. Uh, after my ego was built up so high, uh, I got crushed to the ground, and I ended up back at my parents in their living room, and I tried to build a business by watching YouTube videos. 
I don't suggest this, but I learned from Tony Robbins and Les Brown and Zig Ziglar and like all Jim Rohn, all of the great, amazing Grant Cardone um, guys. And as a result, I regurgitated what I learned on YouTube to clients that I found on Facebook. And so my first client ever came out of Florida. I did a buy one, get one free, like buy one hour, get one free. So for me, like it was a hundred bucks and that hundred dollars was like awesome, right? Because I never made a hundred dollars, but really it was $50 an hour. But when you're, (laughs) you know, just getting started, a hundred is more than 50. So um, the second client, I actually turned that guy, his name is Eric. He's married to his wife. Uh, Her name is Elise. Together they have five kids. Um, And in three years, I turned them into a millionaire. So I figure like if I can do it for these guys, why can't I do it for, for myself? Now with Eric, he had actually lost his business partner and as a result had lost the gym that he was working at. So what we did was we literally focused on how do you figure out what values and beliefs you have and align them with your core actions and then do the transformation as a result of that. But I myself wasn't in a position to do this whole transformation as I was giving it to them. I was literally just inspiring myself. Awesome. Awesome. And so now you've grown it into a business. um, And tell me a little bit about what you're doing now and how, how you help people now. So I tell people, like, you don't have to choose between love, success, and happiness. You can literally have everything all at the same time. How do I know? Because I have it. And I love to wake up extra early just for people like you. No, I'm totally kidding. (laughs) I love to wake up extra early because I love what I do. And I'm super passionate about it. And there's nothing else I would rather spend my time doing, paid or not paid, because this is something that drives me. It inspires me. It gets me going. And so from a sales and marketing perspective... It's teaching people how do you go from nothing or how do you go from where you are and overcome the obstacles that come in your way because no matter what age you are, what demographic you are, what business you have, there are going to be obstacles that get in your way. So you have to be able to simplify your life enough to actually be able to move forward in times of stress and times of grieving and all other times. That's great. I mean, that's great advice. I like the, the idea of simplifying because especially in the marketing world, there's just so many things that you can do. I mean, now it's it's not it's not like print or radio. It's like there's, I mean, there's eight thousand variations of doing Facebook video ads. So uh, you know, when when you're coaching someone on that, if someone's getting started or like looking to make this leap from, because I'm I'm seeing a lot of this of people that have businesses that want to make this leap into like the the personal brand, which I think there's some good benefits to it, but it has to be done right. How are, how, what would you say is the first thing? What are the biggest mistakes you made? Because obviously you, you had a downfall and then you brought it back up. What do you think are the biggest mistakes people make to start out? First of all, yeah. So you want to brand yourself. Don't be an idiot and brand something else. I personally, if you Google Briella Arian Inc., you will find me. That was my company for the first five years in business. And people were confused between who the hell is Briella Arian and who the hell is Melissa Kravacic, right? And I'm like, they're the same thing. And they're like, is this somebody that's made up, right? So it's confusing. So if you're going to brand, brand intelligently. You have to have a look. You have to have, like, uh, something that you live by. Um, can I swear on this show? Sure. Okay, so my mantra is fuck average, live fearless. And that is literally how I live my life every single day. 
and I think it's super important. Um, some of the best marketing that I've seen is the AC Hero. He has like this thing where he goes like this, and that's his logo. And you know, the guy is the AC Hero, or um, like all of the people that have like a certain tagline, and you just follow them because that's the kind of individual that inspires you to go and be better than you already are and do things that you haven't already done. But the, the problem is that you could run a lifestyle brand and going to rent Ferraris and Bentleys and going to live in mansions and pretending like you're, you know, Ty Lopez is not the best of ideas. <laughs> uh, I immediately, every, every time I hear Ty Lopez's name, I think of Ian Stanley's Lie Topaz. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah, I totally have. Oh, yeah. He's, he was supposed to be on the show, but he stood me up. Uh, Aww. Ho- ho- hopefully, hopefully he's listening. I know he's not. Uh, <laughs> you have to just send him a direct link to this episode. Hey, we mentioned you. You got to figure out where uh, it is. Uh, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen it yet, yeah, look up Lie Topaz. It's pretty darn funny. Actually, I, I think the thing he did with uh, Ryan Moran, the Can't Cardone, Can't Cardone, that was even better. Anyways, um, you know, but that's it's a perfect example, too. Uh, and I think that's an important point that people have to realize is I see so many people like you talked about that look at Tony Robbins. They look at whoever they want to Seth Godin or whoever they want to model and they just kind of don't put their own take on it. They want to do it all, all at once. And it ends up just falling flat on its face. Um, and, and plus I like that you're, you know, what you're talking about with the, the bigger brand. You know, I don't personally, I don't like the word branding because I think people immediately think of colors and they think of, you know, my logo and they spend, I know I've got clients that spend weeks on logos and what you're talking about really is what's their story, right? What's the story, yeah. like your story, your personal story of transformation. Um, so what, what would you say if you, if you could go back and you're go back seven years and talk to Melissa What's the piece of advice that you would give yourself, the first thing you would do, have done, different? Well, I wouldn't have gone to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I would have not have been speeding. <laughs> Drive slower. <laughs> that would be my advice, but I probably wouldn't listen to myself anyways, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when you're young and dumb, you just do stupid stuff. But at the end of the day, that's the worst time and the best time of your life. So you have to do it because it changes you. Nice. So, and then let's say now you have someone older as a a client, which I I know you do have a few. Um, You know, what's the difference there? Is it being old and dumb? Should you be old and stupid? I mean, what's the... the older people are definitely wiser, but this is the thing they forget. They want to make their life completely complex. So there's four things that I tell people to do. Delegate, donate, delete, and automate. If it can be automated, it should be automated. If you can delete it because you're not using it, you should delete it. Delegation, obviously, is the key to mastering any kind of life. That could be delegation of cleaning your home to doing the dishes or cooking or even in your business, um, automating the marketing or delegating the email campaigns or whatever the case is. Like, I have a list for my personal assistant and a list for my um, online assistant, my business assistant, because these two are completely different. But you have to know what to delegate before you can actually delegate it. And the way to do that actually is to... Take three to seven days and write down what you're doing every 15 minutes. 
And the reason that you do this is because you're going to find where you're wasting time. Are you wasting it in traffic? Are you wasting it on the phone? Where, where are you wasting this time? And so when you have a compilation of 72 to 140 hours of your time every 15 minutes, you're able to see, like, what can I delegate? What can I delete? What can I donate? What can I automate? What can make my life easier? And then I always say, go to the closet and clean it out. And then go to your email box and clean it out because these two things create chaos from the very beginning of your day. You'd hate to see my email box in my closet. (laughs) Uh, It's it's really funny because I had this executive and he was insistent that his email campaigning was the best, right? He could write email campaigns and he was the absolute greatest at it. But what happened as a result of doing exactly what I just told people to do is that we ended up saving him 580 hours a year to not do email campaigns so he could spend that time with his family. That's 10 weeks. That's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this is an important thing, too, is, is realizing what you're good at and what you're not good at. How did you, with him, how did you convince him that he wasn't good at email campaign or that he shouldn't be doing it? Yeah, so I basically said, let me have somebody else write your email campaign. If it converts higher and it takes less time you're taking to write it, then it's better. <laughs> That's an easy way to, to judge. Um, and I know a lot of people that are, especially marketers, that are stuck on doing their own marketing. Um, I mean, do you see that a lot? Like, I, obviously, the email campaign, but like, I, I see this across the board. People that shouldn't be doing their own stuff. Like, I try and find other people to do most of my stuff because I know I shouldn't be doing it because it's it's like the the doctor treating himself. Um, how, how do you convince them not to do that? Is it just so it's numbers? Not you not to do something. You're going to do it, and then you're going to be uh, flailing and overwhelm and discouragement and fear and anxiety and pressure, a pressure that you don't necessarily need to have. So if you spend your time doing all the things that you love and you spend your time doing all the things that actually make a difference in your business to your clientele and your customers, whether it's marketing, sales, or something else, then you wouldn't have to worry about all the rest. It's a matter of perspective. Do you really want to spend time doing the things that don't make a difference or spend the majority of your time doing the things that actually do make a difference? And fulfill you and drive you and make you even more energetic and passionate. And I think that's the thing that's missing is I'm driven and passionate and excited about what I get to do because I don't do all the shit that I don't want to do. But when I did, uh, I wanted to hit my head against the wall and drive my business into the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, that's so important. That list of what you love to do. And then anything else? And I think a lot of people feel like they need to learn how to do everything. I think I was actually talking to, I don't know if you know Carrie Rose, but she does uh, course. Yeah, she does courses and stuff, and she's awesome. And she's writing a book, and we were talking yesterday about courses. And I, I feel like there should be courses that teach people understanding, but not that you feel like you have to do it yourself. And mm-hmm. I, and that's an important, important thing. Um so when it comes to your marketing, when it comes to growing your business, now it's successful. What's your the, the biggest success? What's the biggest surprise success that you've had in your marketing? And how did it happen? Uh, well, I mean, I realized I lost millions because I 
chose a name nobody could relate to, a color scheme that wasn't conducive to men and women. I chose pink, black, and white. I mean, men aren't necessarily attracted to that. Um, I had a tagline that was okay, but it didn't exactly describe what I do. Um, I had a website that had way too many options. So this is something, like, I'm coming from a sales perspective on I don't have people opt in for more information. I don't run an email list at all. Interesting. Um, people are kind of shocked by this. But I'm a little shocked I'm in, by it. <laughs> yeah, I'm into sales. So if you go to my website, you can do one of two things. You have free and you have buy me, right? That's it. There is no other option because what happens is people start shopping around if you give them options. So if I let you opt into an email list, you might take a certain period of time to actually get to know me where if I capture you on my website, then you're going to spend time there because you know you only have two options. You can watch my free videos or listen to my free podcast or you can buy something from me and that's it. And actually my conversions tripled because I did this. So before I was like, okay, opt in here and get this free thing and then go through a drip campaign and then whatever. And that's all great. I'm not against it. But personally, for my level of business and level of expertise, I, I just don't do that. Uh, you know, and I, I think that's so important that there's so many things out there that you can do, but you chose the things that you wanted to do and how you want to work it. And simplifying, I think, is fantastic. It comes back to that word again, because pe- so many people want to throw the kitchen sink into their website. Well, what if someone wants this? Well, what if they want that? I, I hear it all the time. And then they get, I mean, from our design standpoint, they get frustrated. But I, it's great that you do that. And it's interesting you tripled conversion. Um, are you doing any type of retargeting or anything to it? No, I don't even run Facebook ads. I've never run Facebook ads. I don't do everything for me is organic. Like I just, I get on the radio, I get on the television, I get on the phone calls and I like share my life on Facebook. And that's been the biggest, like almost all my conversions come off of Facebook because of exactly what I did with you. Just reach out, have a connection, build a genuine relationship. And that's the piece that's oftentimes missing in business today. So I think, you know, um, there's a lot of companies that do webinars and then you go from webinars into uh, conversions and conversions into programs and then refunds. And like, there's a complex system that happens when you integrate all of these things. And I'm not against that, but I do not want that complexity in my life because it makes my day uh, worse. <laughs> like, I don't want to be picking up the phone, like, how's the email campaign? Okay, let me read it and let me fix it. And no, I just want to know, like, I'm able to do what I love, make money doing what I love, live the lifestyle that I love to live, and be able to do anything I want to do anywhere I am at the drop of dime. I love that. I love that. And it, it's really cool to hear someone do that because, I mean, it's the exact opposite you hear from every other entrepreneur, right? They want to build yeah. these ultra complex funnels. Dollars on ads, and I'm spending weeks creating a sales funnel, and I had to hire like seven guys to do it, and then I had to pay like thousands for Infusionsoft, and yeah. No. <laughs> so, do you you don't do any email marketing at all? Never. Nope. So how do you? So are you just purely staying in touch through Facebook? Yep. That's amazing! 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 And it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's working. 
Um, tell me a little bit about, so we talked a little bit about before the show about your book, your, the book that was successful and made you fire the coach. I love that story. Can you tell me that again? So everyone yeah, can hear yeah. it. So in marketing, I think you have to do what drives you. And for me, like I need my first book be ballsy, how not to suck at love, success and happiness. And my, um, coach at the time, his name is Matt. He said, don't do that. First of all, because you're a female, right? So you can't put balls in the title of a book. And second, it's way, like, who's going to buy that? It's too far out there. I said, you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, and five months later, that book hit the international bestseller list. And to this day, I've written seven books, four are on the international bestseller list with the fifth one um, that's creeping up now. So I think it's important to do what, resonates with your heart but I also would say know your market so in this specific case like if you line all seven of my books up on a shelf you'll notice that the first and the second book the spines are upside down that's actually because I didn't know what the hell I was doing but I would never fix that because I want people to realize it's not about perfection it's about just getting it done version done (laughs) <laughs> yep, and it, it's true. It's true. There's so many people that get caught up in everything being perfect, and even like Glenn, who's our mutual friend, um, I, I keep giving him a hard time. He's like, I'm like, well, why is your funnel not done? Well, blah, blah. and he uh, gives me all these excuses, Glenn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you and I could go on for hours about this. He's been doing the same funnel for over a year now. Yep, and well, I, I see that so often. Um, you know, and I'm gonna call another one of my friends, Mark Bailey. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he's been doing the same thing for two years and finally he's getting started. I'm like, just do it, get it out there, get it done. Cause I think that part of the problem is that people listen to this show and you're not supposed to do everything in the show, but you're supposed to understand what you want to accomplish and do the one thing, find the one thing that fits in with what you accomplish. Right. Yeah, like you're not just finding the one thing that fits for what you want to accomplish, but you're finding the ground that you want to stand on and not get off of. So Kevin Nations had this awesome example. He he took like a box and he stood on top of the box and he's put boxes around him. And he basically said, like, all of these boxes are going to come calling your name. They're going to be the people. So let's say, for example, um, I am that you're just selling marketing, right? So you're standing on the, the marketing um, box. And somebody needs help with sales or somebody needs help with their website. And you might know how to do these things. And that's fine. But if you take money from the people that need your help in sales or need your help in some other thing that's not marketing, what's happening is you're decreasing um, the monetary value that you're worth here. So never jump off of this box to get money from these other boxes. Because when it comes to this box, you're going to lose all of the foundation that you built here, which is far more valuable than all of the foundations combined outside of this platform. That's such a good advice. And it, it's so, it's so easy to do too. It's like, Oh, I can do that. I can help with that. I can help with that. And it's the shiny ball, right? The, the big shiny bright ball that we all want to chase. Um, you know, when it comes, let's talk a little bit about your personal story of recent transformation. Tell me a little bit about that. We were talking a little bit about that too before. Oh yeah. So, um, for many, many years, actually, I wanted to personally transform. So I was 306 pounds. Um, and I really like had a difficult time. So I knew what to do, like eat healthy, work out, obviously do the things that work. 
but nothing was working. And I don't think I'm the exception to the rule here. So I literally uh, was on the phone with Glenn, um, and we had talked for a little bit. And he's like, "I'd love to help you if you, you know, if you want help." And I'm like, "I'm totally down." So, um, and I knew I needed more help than. Obviously, he needed me, but I needed him more than he needed me. <laughs> so I could I could help him increase his sales and conversions. That's not an issue, but uh, I wanted the weight weight and transformation aspects of it. So I had these like really stupid beliefs. Like I can't get married till I'm 170 pounds. I can't like be successful till I'm 170 pounds. I can't do like anything uh, until I'm 170 pounds. But at the end of the day. Um, now almost being 170 pounds, it's completely different. It's like you can do anything you want no matter what. I'm already married, so that's not, you know, all of the things transform as you decrease your weight. Now losing over 100 pounds. Um, that's awesome. Close, yeah, in the last 11 months, it's all about, like, how do you value yourself? How do you respect yourself? How do you love yourself? And everything that you do whether it's food nutrition working out or even business you have to look at it as an investment or a liability so is this food i put in my body an investment in my longevity in my productivity in my efficiency or is it a liability and it's going to make me want to go to sleep or eat more garbage or uh, put on some extra weight and but the same is true in business or in marketing like is it an asset or is it a liability so in life you have to look at everything from an investment perspective and you are the investor and you're the one making the decisions on whether you're going to invest in that or not. Yes. And I, I think, you know, we t when Glenn was on the show recently, it was a great episode, um, but we talked about that, the connection between health, mind, body, health, and your performance and how critical they are. You know, I had Thomas Lauer on, we talked about that too. How has your business, your marketing changed now that you've had this personal transformation? And I think, yeah, like even from the beginning, did it start to change? Yeah. So every time I post about my own personal transformation or working out or food or whatever, those posts get way more posts that are way more likes and comments and shares than my actual business post. And it's because people can relate to the struggle. They can relate to like, I saw her for four or five years, and this is doing now. Like, I wish I had the guts to do that. I want to know how to do that. Who is helping her do that? And this is the thing. They realize, like, I'm not out here on my own trying to get the shit done. I am out here with a team of people that are experts in their fields doing what they love to do, helping me accomplish that. And that's the difference between somebody who's successful and somebody who's not. So for many years, I've tried to do this stuff on my own. And even knowing what to do doesn't mean that you're going to do something. It just mm -hmm. means, like, you know what to do. Yep. Yeah, is, the support and the accountability, the support is so important in everything that you do. You know, we've, I've talked about it before, like, with Zig Ziglar having, you know, he, he was a super high performer. He still had 12 coaches towards the end of his career at any given time in every aspect of it. And you look at any elite performer, they have a, a team of coaches around them, a team of people around them. And it's so important to find those people like yourself to help. Um, and so have you, now you've got these posts out there and I think it's great because you're sharing the, the hard parts about your story, right? And, and we're all so afraid to put the, the stuff that's not, we don't like out there, but it's really that that's the stuff that people pay attention to, right? Yes, for sure. So every time, like I make a transformation post, and this is like you know, 
become sort of my branding as a transformation expert because listen, like I took my business from nothing to, you know, a multi-million dollar business in nine countries over the last seven years and, and I wasn't able to do that until I transformed my head. So it all comes down to like your mind, like what are you doing to make that transformation? And the same is true. Uh, but the, the reason you want to have a support team or the reason you want to have a accountability and somebody that knows what they're doing is even if you did know the steps, maybe you're not doing them in the right order. Maybe you're not doing them at the right time or maybe you're not even doing the right thing. You just think that you're doing the right thing. So I can say like I would go out like I did uh, four half marathons, two full marathons, and I biked 120 miles, and wow. nothing happened to my body. Like I still remain. I even climbed Mount Olympus. Like the the weight remained the same. So, I, even though I was physically active, hormonal imbalances and imbalances in the body kept me from actually shedding the weight. And so, no matter what I did physically, it wouldn't matter because you know, Glenn was like, look you know, your your calves tighten up every time you run, you don't want to be doing cardio, or you want to stretch your knee so it doesn't hurt, um, because I had pain in my knees, or, like, you want to be doing very specific things, and only the expert in that field would know what those specific things are, and in marketing, you, you know, you talk about the color scheme doesn't matter as much as, like, all of the rest of the dynamics that go into the actual marketing itself. And so you could say you're an expert in marketing, but it's the minute details that make the biggest impact. Yep. Yeah. And finding that one, that one piece of transformation, that one piece that really makes, makes it happen, right? That one little screw that you have to turn. That's a great point. You know, and, and listening to talk about transformation, I think a big thing we all have to realize, too, is that in our business and our marketing, you know, a lot of people look at the big business they want to be. And, I've, you know, Vinny Fisher, a good friend and awesome, awesome business coach, talks about, like, the seasons of our business. And so often we're looking at season six before we're through season two. And, know, and not knowing that we have to constantly make these transformations. I mean, I'm sure you were the same way. Like, you wanted to lose 100 pounds, but you couldn't focus on just losing 100 pounds. You had to lose X amount of pounds at a time and do those little things. Um, and I think that's important that this constant transformation has to happen with constant improvement. How Now, now that you've, kind of, you've reached this level of success, what are you working on in your business and marketing to have that constant improvement? I have to be disciplined every day, which I have a very difficult time being. So, like, my husband gets in the office for, like, 14 hours. I'm like, why are you so fucking disciplined? You want to go to the gym at 6 a.m.? You want to, like, have this kind of life? And I'm like, woo! You know, like, <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. I don't have that kind of, like, discipline that's very succinct. And so it's... <laughs> It's like you have to learn discipline, and it's, for me, it's kind of difficult. So, obviously, I know going to the gym is the right thing to do. Do I go to the gym every day? No. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I know, like, eating proper nutrition is the right thing to do. Uh, do I do it every day? No, nah, no, not really. Uh, I know Glenn would be super disappointed, but he knows. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're at 40% of the 100% that you should be at. And I'm like, because, it's like... I lack discipline and, and I'm still successful because I'm 39% further along than every, you know, the rest of the population that's not progressing is. 
as much as I am. But the fact of the matter is we don't know our true potential because we're not tapping into it based on the fact that we are doing only the things that we know how to do at the capacity we want to do that. Um, and marketing is the same. Our sales is the same. Like, we can, do I go out and, and market myself every day to the capacity I know I should? No. But I try to do something that brings in revenue and drives up numbers every day because that's important. The more I share my story, the more people I connect with, the greater value I have in the marketplace. Yeah, and I, I like also the fact that you're simple about it too. You're not trying to do a ton of different things. You've got your set systems that you and th- that you're working, and it's great. And obviously, it's working, which is fantastic. Um, if you were to give someone like right now, what what's working for you best right now? Which tactic is working the best for you in building your business? So you got to be genuine about your relationships. You can't just build relationships and then drop off the face of the earth when they call and ask you for a favor. You should be able to build the relationship so that um, they become your family. They become somebody that you can rely on, somebody that you can call in the middle of the night for support or call for a question. I mean, obviously, you, you have people that are paid as experts, but then you also have people that are just awesome. They just want to be around you. They want to support you. They want to give to you. And, you know, we can use Glenn as the example here too, because, you know, you and myself, Damien, um, Rufus, like all of us support him. But again, even if you have the support and accountability, it doesn't mean that you do everything the way it should be done or you rise to the level that we all know you could rise to in the time frame that you could. Uh, you might take longer because you just don't have that capacity yet or you don't think you have that capacity yet. Awesome. So building relationships and finding your capacity and knowing your true capacity. Um, Melissa, it's been awesome, awesome having you on the show. And and you're moving to India soon from Minnesota. That's That's going to be a bit of a change, huh? Oh, for sure. But the weather will be greater. <laughs> One extreme to the other. So cold to hot. I know. Cold to really hot. Well, thank you for so much for being on the show. If someone wants to get a hold of you, if they want to work with you directly, what's the best way? Millionairesandmoney.com. Millionairesandmoney.com. That's easy enough to find. We'll make sure it's in the show notes. And they just click on there and they can get, get directly in contact with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my website. You'll find... Um, Millionaires and Money, the book. Uh, That book is about sex, sales, and seduction. You'll find my other books. You will find The Millionaire's Hot Seat. It's where I interview millionaires on a podcast similar to this. Ask them 10 questions, 30 minutes, and uh, it's the same 10 questions. Um, But the key is that everyone has to be a cash millionaire, and they're, um, you know, we we do all the research ahead of time to make sure that's the case. Awesome. Um, Yeah, so everything is there. Fantastic. Melissa, thank you so much for being on the show. If you guys want to get a hold of her, that'll be in the show notes. Um, And thank you for listening to the Garlic Marketing Show and taking Melissa and I on along on your journey today. And make sure to go out and take some action. Take some of these actions and your personal transformation. Awesome. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. 